welcome to Adapting Resiliently. This is your host, Aubrey Mast. I am a professor, an educator, uh, a holistic life and intuitive guide. I am a health coach, a personal chef, an herbalist, and now an author. I am excited to be back with you. It's been a while. I have been in the process of Digging into my PhD studies around mind-body medicine, and I'm in my last year of those studies, which is really exciting. I am researching the role of inflammation and how we reduce inflammation in the broadest sense of the term uh, using creativity and self-actualization and really how that propels us forward for this concept towards optimal well-being. And this has become a theme of mine. Um, I guess you could call it my sacred work in this life. And that has manifested itself into a book. This is what happened for me during the um, COVID pandemic and our um, social isolation. I tuned in really heavily to writing um, along with my studies And so the book that I've been working on is called Adapting Resiliently. The ebook is out as of Friday, the 7th of May. The imprint book will be out as of July 2nd, 2021. So this is a really big moment for me um, in a lot of ways because it's a huge launch. Uh, In this book, I talk about my journey towards what adapting resiliently means. And that ended up being a lot more intimate than I thought it would be. Um, And that's just the reality of, you know, doing this type of work where what we explore in the book of adapting resiliently is this concept around what is inflammation Outside of just physical inflammation, what does inflammation really mean or look like to our spiritual self, to our social self, to our mental self, to our emotional self, to our nutritional self? And those concepts, I think, keep coming up for me when uh, we explore mind-body medicine, but then also as we explore this connection or this concept of what would optimal vitality mean? And there's a lot of research that goes on around what does optimal vitality mean and we could, you know, decode it and look at research trends around satisfaction of life scores, happiness, happiness quotient, quotient scores. Um, we could look at blue zones, which are the known areas of the world that have the longest lives they report to be happiest and to have most fulfilling sense of well-being. You know, and there's some correlations that come up there uh, that we see replicated in research with with this intersection around holistic health uh, and lifestyle medicine. And so again and again within my realm of expertise, we see that there is a huge overlap between how am I as an individual showing up for my physical body, whether we're talking about nutrition or we're talking about movement. And how that intersects within this mind-body concept or this holistic and integrative approach where we recognize that there's a mind-body or the gut-brain interaction when we look at the gut microbiome of what happens in our guts will challenge and change the neurotransmitters that are 
circulating in our minds and what happens for us mentally when we are addressing the inflammation found in our gut microbiome. You know, we can break that out further of like, what are the mental loops that we get connected to and how are those mental loops uh, impacted or dictated by our lack of movement, our lack of social interaction, or how are they influenced by when we're taking really good self-care? You know, we can take this concept a lot further within emotional inflammation, being angry and being reactive um, or being emotionally withdrawn versus that of being really vulnerable um, and willing to be personally exposed and to share in our life's journey and our personal thoughts and emotions. This concept is really, uh, you know, potent to me for uh, numerous reasons, and it's really influenced by this, the journey that I've taken throughout my life where I was in really uh, bad, would be uh, <laughs> probably a nicety in this conversation. Uh, we'll just say bad. Uh, relationships and these relationships were traumatic and abusive and filled with all of the things that you would probably really not want to uh, associate with the words healthy ever and so those relationships were also the places where I kept stepping out on my intuitive self or my emotional self or my nutritional self and so I would disconnect from this sense of optimal vitality or me as a sovereign and sacred being. And as I would do that, I would also see this correlation between my physical body, my emotional body, my mental body, um, my social interactions, my spiritual self. And so through that journey of losing myself, if you will, and then finding myself again, um, I've had to pick up pieces along the way, as we all do, right? I just like keep seeing that storyline of, um, you know, the kids that drop uh, marshmallows down the trail so that they can find their way back. It's like that to me, where our journey to adapting resiliently is this becoming, and it's, in, it's this picking up of the pieces that helps us return to this concept of what, what would it be like to be my optimal best self? What would it feel like if I recognized myself as a sovereign and sacred individual? How would I walk? How would I talk? What would I think? How would I eat? How would my intuition operate? How would I socially engage? Like these are really big and thought-provoking and esoteric questions. You know, and there's so much overlap between lifestyle medicine and integrative medicine and holistic options between all of these areas, no matter if we're talking mentally or emotionally or spiritually or socially or nutritionally or physically, it's a journey and that uh, can't be stated with less enthusiasm, but also with less, you know, real realism that it's a journey of finding yourself again and so in the book of adapting resiliently I really go through this process of looking at my journey towards becoming resilient to be to including this concept of self-actualization and what does that mean to become self uh, uh, increase my self-efficacy so that I feel like I'm empowered to making changes in my life And for me, my journey began with nutrition. And for those of you that know me or have listened to me or have met me, 
my background is, I mean, like I was raised in Indiana, so I have this very intimate interaction and relationship with the soil um, and with the food. And, you know, this is very ancestral to me about where did my ancestors come from and how did they toil over the soil in order to provide nutrient-dense meals. But then there's also that larger um, concept and imagery that arises around like really digging into something and really like massaging it out and making sure all of the the nutrients are there so that not only can the land be plentiful, but then can the person feel like that they have accomplished something. And that that part of me is really important because that was where I began my journey towards adapting resiliently. When I looked around at the landscape of failed toxic relationships and looked around at the landscape of not moving my body or cutting out um, my creativity and stopping painting or if I looked at the fact that I was socially isolating because I didn't want people to know the reality of what I was living with. You know, there's all of these markers that are clearly dictated in the book around all of the ways that I started to pay attention to where I had come out of alignment with my most optimal sovereign self. And for me, my journey began with food because of my heritage and also because of my ancestry. Um, Because that was the simplest place to me was to look at the food. And, you know, that really influenced my career. That's part of the reason why I'm a professor of nutrition. That's part of the reason why two of my degrees have focused on nutrition um, is because that was my starting place, if you will, around this concept of health and healing was to go towards food and how food connects us all within this human fabric of existence, but also how food can be used as medicine to challenge and to change all of these dimensions of well-being, which include occupation and finance and social interactions and spirituality and mental and emotional uh, concepts of self along with physical and nutritional. I use food and I teach food as it relates to all of those dimensions of wellness. And I think the reason why I'm telling you this is because as I've worked with individuals throughout the years now, Every person starts this journey towards adapting resiliently from a different place. Some people may look around and be like, oh, you know, mentally, you know what? There's some loops in my brain that are not that, that, that great. And uh, if I really get quiet, I can hear them all the time. And oh my gosh, I don't really want to hear them all the time. So what do I need to do mentally to start shifting this, right? Or you may see like emotionally, that you get re-triggered again and again and again over the same type of um, emotional stimuli. And all of a sudden you look up and you're like, oh my gosh, that hole in the middle of the road, I keep falling in it, even though I can see that there's a hole there. Why is that happening? Why am I choosing that? Why am I doing this? Right? We could do the same thing with not moving our bodies, with... um, Spiritually being like, oh, I don't hear my guides. I don't know what my intuition is saying. I don't know how to trust my intuition. Or socially looking around and being like, man, the people that I'm surrounding myself with don't really bring out the best of me. Um, Or, you know, 
they really challenge me or, hey, I don't really want to include them or I don't, I really feel like I need to socially isolate because there's judgment and there's not support. We can look around at any of these factors. I mean, we can look at our finances, we can look at our occupation, what is the work that we're doing, and we can clearly see, hey, is this feeding me? Does this really nourish me? Is it nourishing me in a way that I am allowed to become my best self? What is the concept of my best self? What would that really look like? What would it feel like? What would it taste like? What would it smell like? What would it look like for me to really be in that place of resonant sovereignty? Again, these are big questions to ask ourselves. And they take a lot of bravery and a lot of vulnerability to really gut check. Hey, am I in alignment with this? And if so, why not? And if, if I am amazing, am I willing to celebrate myself? So... All of this is, you know, explored in the book and I'm really excited and I'm also, you know, pretty nervous and that tells me that I am right exactly where I'm supposed to do, be doing the work that I'm supposed to do um, because it is a big leap for me to share myself in such a way that I feel really exposed um, and also if I've been taught anything from working with the thousands of individuals I have is that we all hold up mirrors for one another. And the more I'm willing to sit with my own vulnerability um, in my own willingness to expose myself, the easier it becomes for others to do that. And that's really powerful work. So I know that this has been a podcast that's long overdue. And I really just wanted to check in today to let you know that I have been blogging There are blog posts going up weekly. The podcasts are going to start coming back weekly as well. And there are a lot of new sessions that I've put up for uh, on my website, adaptingresiliently.com. The ebook is now available. I have a couple of courses that are going to be coming out in the next month to really support this concept of uh, learning how to adapt with resilience. You know, and this is the bigger concept of how do we neutralize inflammation around all dimensions of, of wellness so that we can be our most sacred and sovereign selves. And man, if there's ever been a, a conversation that's more important and potent than the, that, that conversation right now in humanity, what would it look like for all of us to be willing and courageous and brave enough to look at our lives and go, this is where I'm out of alignment. This is where there's inflammation in my body, in my mind, in my spirit. And this is how I'm going to learn to adapt. This is how I'm going to bring alkalinity to the inflammation. This is how I'm going to increase neutralizing the inflammation. This is how I'm going to return back to my most sovereign self. I can't think of more important and more meaningful work for any of us to engage in. And as always, I hope that this is an offering, an opportunity, a reminder that we are all able to become our highest and our best selves. It just takes some courage and some tenacity and a hell of a lot of grit 
And if you are beginning that journey or if you're in the pre-contemplation phase of that journey, know that there's support and that there's lots of people that are also doing this work and contemplating doing this work and are unsure of where to begin or how to begin. You know, and I think sometimes it can be helpful to know that there's resources and people out there. I want to just take a second and draw a card for us around what is the message that we both all need to um, sit with. And it's about how we fill our own cups. If you've never been given permission that you're worthy and you're deserving of filling up your own emotional cup, of taking care of yourself, of really nurturing yourself in a place of self-care that is not criticized from a place of judgment or how dare you or that's really selfish, let this be your message. We are all deserving of filling up our own cups, of figuring out what that means, of how to proceed forward and making that our lived reality day to day as part of our journey. Maybe it's taking a walk in the woods. Maybe it's having a cup of tea. Maybe it's meeting a friend. Maybe it's laying in bed and taking a nap. Maybe it's journaling. Maybe it's painting. Maybe it's dancing in your kitchen. You fill in the blanks. But that message is really about, can you start to think about how you could best meet yourself and really fill up your own cup in recognition of your birthright to being a sovereign, actualized individual. I look forward to talking to you soon.